0: So, hi everybody, and welcome to episode 192, of course, of Level Up. 60 minutes of live Q and A, where your questions really do drive the show. Now, um, an exciting uh, day today. If you're watching on YouTube, then of course you can find out much more about what we do at APMG in our YouTube channel. So, do please give this video a like and subscribe to find out much more about the organization who's behind Level Up and the world of work that we occupy on a day-to-day basis. It doesn't cost you anything and it helps others to find the content as well as a little reminder for yourself. Um, Adriana, uh, is over in the social chat today. So do please let her know your name and, of course, the sissy from where you're joining. She's going to post a link in the chat to vote up the questions that you would most like answered and, of course, for you to be able to add your own. If your question is selected... Your name's going to appear in the credits at the end of the show. So do get those questions in early and stay with us to see all of that happening. Service management, of course, has come a very long way since the earliest days of IT departments running fail and fix help desks. Do you remember those days? You're probably too young. With separated processes, and then they kind of moved on to become a little bit more integrated, and then lifecycle management kind of appeared as a concept and ultimately you know, more value-based approach. But with leading service management practice being adopted outside of IT, it presents a very rich career opportunity for many. But how do you get started and what are the career opportunities that are available to you? Helping us figure this out today is an amazing panel. So let's jump in and meet them all. Mike Battistella, um, is the president of Solutions Cube LLC an, an award-winning IT service management and cybersecurity services business. And um, he works across many markets, but you know, he has real depth of experience across federal and commercial, I think it's fair to say. And he's also responsible for government solutions over at the DVMS Institute. So welcome back to the panel,
1: Mike. Great to have you on the team. Nick, thank you for having me Uh, based on the questions that we're already seeing coming in. I think we're going to have a great time of discussion and exchange of ideas and uh, looking forward to working with this panel.
0: Yeah, it's certainly true. I'm just seeing, you know, the live audience gathering online um, for us, as they do at this point. They're all jumping in, so it's really great to welcome them as well. Welcome back to the panel. Mike Sabajit joins us. Of course, Sabajit boasts He's the owner of Cyber Services, a regional cybersecurity organization based over in Singapore. Um, working across the Southeast Asia region, Sabajit has an extensive background in service management and works across many industries with his clients. Welcome back to Level Up, Sabajic. Great to see you again.
2: Well, thank you very much, Nick, and the APMG team for having me here. And I'm honored to be a part of this panel and uh, share my thoughts about uh, service management, and especially the wonderful questions that I see which are coming up. I'm excited that we'll have a very good time. And thank you for all the participants who are joining us to ask the questions and to listen.
0: Thank you so much. Stefan Brendel rejoins us today. He is, of course, the regional lead here at APMG for Europe and Latin America. And service management is a core theme that's run throughout his career. And he regularly contributes to professional membership bodies, including the ITSMF themselves, uh, the Best Practice User Group, and, of course, the Business Relationship (laughs) Management Institute as well. So welcome back to the panel, Stefan.
3: Great to see you today. Thanks, Nick. Thanks for the introduction. And I'm really looking forward to this topic with my peer panelists here on the Level Up show. I think time will be too short. Indeed, yeah, Nermalyn joins us. He's the CEO
0: and Principal Consultant at Ken Visa, and he splits his time between doing commercial work and also helping build future capability, working with universities, business schools, industry associations, and so on, developing you know, people's competency and confidence um, as he goes. With a deep background in IT, he is, of course, a regular keynote speaker as well. Welcome back to the panel, Nermalyn. It's lovely to see you again, my friend.
4: Thanks, Nick. Uh, Nice to be back again uh, with the esteemed panellists. Looking forward to answer the questions.
0: Okay, excellent. Thank you very much, indeed. Mark Rovers rejoins today. Mark is a regular contributor (laughs) and, of course, the president over at Interprom, where he helps his clients build service management excellence beyond the boundaries of IT and right across their enterprise organizations.
5: Welcome back to Level Up, Mark. Lovely to see you. Nick, thanks so much for having me again, and thank you, APMG. Um, yeah, if we won't be able to answer the questions that already come in or the questions that will be coming in with this uh, uh, excellent panel, then I don't know, you know who else to uh, get on the panel. So it's, uh, it's going to be exciting. <laughs> um, to set our, put our minds in the right frame uh, as far as how to break through in service management, I found this quote from uh, Peter Drucker, who once said, Quality in a service is not what you put into it; it's what the client or customer gets out of it.
0: Mm, fantastic! Uh, that's really good, actually. I'm going to make a note of. Uh, Drucker said many really good things, and um, I love that idea of, you know, quality actually being in the eyes of the consumer, not in the eyes of the provider. So, fantastic! Thank you very much, indeed, Mark. Welcome back to the panel. Now, no, Level Up episode would be complete without a question master. And today's is Charlotte Miller, who's joining us from the Thames Valley here in the UK. Welcome back to Level Up, Charlotte.
6: Thanks, Nick. It's great to be here. I'm looking forward to asking all of our viewers questions on how to break into service management today. Don't be shy. Join in. Ask your question via slido.com, then 565592.
0: Okay, fabulous. Thank you very much um, indeed, uh, everybody. Well, um, I can see that the questions are stacking up, as did the audience, actually. The audience is growing really quickly. And Ella has joined in the social chat as well uh, in response to the audience growing in size. So thank you, Ella, for jumping in and doing that as well. Um, so let's get on with it. Let's take our first question to the panel. Charlotte, please. Thanks, Nick. We have a
4: live
6: question from- um, Rajesh, what is the future of ITSM? What are the changes that can be expected?
0: All right, so it's always a common theme, this, isn't it? Thinking about the future of service management—what, where is it going? What's its direction of travel, and so on? Um, so, Sabership, why don't you start us off, and then we'll hear from Stefan.
2: Well, this is a very interesting question, Rajesh, and thank you for this. Now, when you say ITSM, now that ITSM is one specific framework, but I guess you are asking about the IT service management framework in general. And with that, my answer will be, yes, it will change. Now, we have seen changes coming in where IT service management frameworks, they were very rigid, process-oriented, and now they have been able to open up. They are now more into providing value. And we have seen that DevOps is also bringing it as, you know, operations which is very versatile, which is agile and operations which is, you know, proactively changing with the needs of the hour. So we are then moving into another age as we see AI coming in. So the help desk or the interaction that we would see of course, we'll be now taking over by AI. We already seen some of the chat, um, you know, robots which are there. And, uh, well, not the chat GPT one, but of course, we can have a chat GPT as a part of a service management where we can ask any question and get service. You know, I don't need to know what kind of question it is. Hey, can you tell me how my connection to my Laptop be improved, and you can get suggestions, and they can then be implemented, and then you know service will be in a different level altogether. So that is what we expect to happen, and I'm going to um, hear from rest of my panel mates here. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much. I think you're right to signpost that extension of machine learning beyond, you know, looking backwards, but also the large language models and doing predictive analytics and these kinds of things. So thank you very much indeed. Um, let's uh, hear next, please, from
3: uh, Stefan, and then we'll go to Nermelan. Yeah. Thanks, Nick. Well, if you want to know about the future of ITSM, which nobody really probably can predict, you have to look at the history. And there's one pattern in IT service management history. It's always a bit behind in the timeline. So first, um, and that's not too long ago, there was IT just was just uh, taking care of themselves. They then recognized, oh, there is a customer. And then there was like, referring to the to the quote that Mart has given um yeah then some suddenly you put that more in the front line who where is the where's the quality demand coming from and all that all things that have happened in under under in other industries a decade ago so it service management has one flavor it's always a little bit behind so you can predict say maybe there will they will realize and not just one big framework like sabut said there are others now there are other initiatives because it's all it's all so close to what customers really want now as a consultant they would you would always tell them what they need to do Um, as a membership association um, manager you would rather listen to what they, what they actually want, even if there isn't a solution. So I think future of ITSM, just look at what other industries have done. And I think then we are, yes, we are in machine learning. We are in artificial intelligence and probably much more into different frameworks. No, there's no one size fits all.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you. It's it's good, it's good to understand where you've come from to know the direction of travel. You know that's the way in which you can kind of say, okay, we're we're heading in this particular direction. Thank you, Stefan uh, Nömelin. Your thoughts, please, and then we'll go to Mart.
4: Uh, yeah, um, uh, completely agree with what the panelists have uh, mentioned before. Uh, but what I feel here, uh, we will not be able to predict the future. Uh, and- Technologies, like, you know, can change and things can completely take a turnaround. But from the current point of view, if you look at ITIL 4, we have adopted DevOps, we have adopted Agile, Lean. We may go for SRE, uh, which is something which is popping up very fast. <clears throat> then again, ITSM becoming a very broad Uh, We may introduce uh, concepts of zero trust and intelligent based security mechanisms, which can play a bigger role. Uh, Low code, no code, uh, digital adaptation platform related concepts can walk in. Beyond all this, definitely AI is going to come in, uh, and AI SM is going to play a bigger role. Uh, Intelligent-based service uh, knowledge management systems can play a bigger role. In addition to this, uh, definitely there is going to be a big impact coming based on the customer experience. There'll be a lot of stress on customer experience uh, based on the current uh, regulatory frameworks which are coming up, Uh, that can have a huge impact. And also, like, you know, there is a universal service management body of knowledge which has come up. And, uh, like, you know, we may move towards uh, enterprise service management framework. So from the current context, uh, this is what I see.
0: Thank you very much, indeed. I think that you're right to, you know, kind of say that that AI is already there, and so therefore it's an immediate thing that we can reference, you know, and and see that there is going to be more of it. And that link to knowledge management, I think, is critical. Great service delivery requires everybody on the team, you know, to fully understand and comprehend, you know, to empathise and fully understand and comprehend. And sometimes trying to serve that knowledge to everybody at the moment of need has in the past been really difficult it's easier now with faster communications and so on, but the systems themselves still rely on people being able to understand the order in which the knowledge has been um, stored away. So it's very true to kind of point that out as an important um, element. Mark, your thoughts, please. And then we'll go to Mike.
5: What I'm uh, predicting and, um, what do I know right but <laughs> what I'm expecting is that uh, there will be a further specialization in services for many organizations in other words um, you know the service industry is here to stay It won't go away uh, more and more organizations are aware of the fact that they cannot be the expert in everything so they look for third parties um, to help them out uh, with particular services or service components so the management of all these different service components or services altogether, uh, fit SM calls at the Federation of Services, I think is becoming more and more critical going forward. Uh, again, considering the high pace of change, uh, which comes with uh, further specializations that, you know, it's hard to keep up with yourself. So you look for the help of others uh, to provide you with those services. Uh, so the management of all that becomes more complex and the Federation of uh, that that management of services, I think, is uh, the future of uh, FITSM. And when you're good at that, you will definitely will stand out.
0: Okay, thank you very much indeed. Um, appreciate that. Mike, final thoughts on this one?
1: Yeah, I'll keep this one kind of short because uh, everyone hit AI pretty hard. Uh, but we really are seeing the impact with AI. Uh, it's totally changing um, first-level support. Uh, I think we're going to see a, a dramatic change in how self-service is handled, uh, because now the the uh, end customer can just ask the question. You know, before it was decision trees and searching FAQs mm. and uh, mm. very, very complicated to get an answer. But I think that's going to change drastically. But I think a, a key area that we're going to see is a, a real significant merger of cybersecurity and ITSM. Uh, it's going to be, you know, we design our services, we deploy our services, we manage and monitor our services. It's going to be, we need to design those services with security in mind. We need to deploy our services with security in mind. And even looking at the uh, the NIST uh, 800-128, just as an example, uh, is totally focused on security focused configuration management and and that's that's a a major connection of cybersecurity with IT service management uh, as a, as a cornerstone for configuration management so i i see a lot more of that going on
0: yeah and i i i also think that sometimes you know it's like they uh in the past you know people used to look up how to do things you know maybe in a book and then they went online and they googled how to do it and now they watch somebody Um, showing them how to do it on YouTube or on, you know, TikTok, you know, these kinds of things. So I guess the challenge for service delivery professionals is that the user may well have already tried out two or three steps that an Mm -hmm. AI model may have suggested. How good those suggestions were may have actually altered current state
3: for the customer
0: so from that point of view you know if you're if you're looking to reconfigure something and you follow you know a chat gpc generated i'm not just picking on that but i'm just using that as the kind of almost a common name for a large language model ai model um then you know how do you unravel that you know, how do you go backwards to get to the position of strength from which you can then diagnose the problem and move forward? So the client may be, you know, helping themselves or they may be making it worse. It's a little difficult to know sometimes, isn't it? Okay, very good. Yeah. Thank you very much indeed. Um, social is really, really busy. So let's jump over there and see who we've got online Um Today. Uh, we've got Georgiana joining us. Um, she's watching from uh, Clevedon here in the UK. So welcome to Level Up Today, Georgiana. Great to have you um, with yeah. us. Gary Gates is um, joining us. I think that's in Greece. Uh, Zakynthos. I'm hoping that I'm pronouncing that correctly for you, Gary. So welcome to Level Up this afternoon. It'd be great to have some questions from you, my friend, um, over in the chat for us this afternoon. And Assumpter rejoins us, um, a regular viewer from Nigeria. Um, Thank you so much, uh, Assumpter. I know that you and your colleagues Follow us um, quite closely here in APMG. So we appreciate you being online today. Thank you very much indeed um, for joining us. Looking forward to getting those questions. Charlotte, on that note, I think we should move on and we'll take our next question, please, for the panel.
6: Thanks, Nick. We've got a live question from Mohammed. He's watching on LinkedIn. Mohammed asks What is service management and which fields are covered under this management?
0: All right, so that's a good scope-type question, isn't it? Thank you, Mohammed, for submitting that um, to us uh, today. Uh, Mike, why don't you start us off
1: this time on this question? Yeah, service management—it's it's kind of the big umbrella that covers a lot of different things. You know, it started out with uh, IT service management. You know, it's it's the the service desk and what kind of capability and functionality is the service desk providing. From an IT operations management standpoint, you started to look at your element managers, network devices, systems, databases, applications, all these element managers that are looking for availability event and and performance management. And so we started, we started to look at things as a, uh, as a, as a service. So how are the different components connected? Uh, That would be uh, configuration items in the ITIL world. Uh, And how is the overall service being provided? So when you, look at, when you look at IT service management, you've got process and you've got a number of different areas of process, incident, problem, change, config, it, it goes all over the place. Uh, and it's what, what is the service that we're providing? So IT service management is really looking at the services that IT is providing the organizations and where it's really changed and expanded is now what is the business providing? to not only their internal customers, but to external organizations. So IT service management is hitting all different areas. So if someone, you know, as we talk about leveling up, I want to become an IT service manager, what does that really mean today? It's something very different than it meant 10 years ago. And it really is incorporating cybersecurity. It really is incorporating business services. It really is incorporating the overall organization. What are we doing as an organization? How are we monitoring, managing the services that we're providing our customers, our client, and our internal customers? So there are so many functional areas that we'll we'll probably hit as we go further into the show, but everything from IT capabilities to uh, business applications and, and a whole host of other areas that uh, I'm sure we'll talk about.
3: Thank you
0: very much indeed. Thanks, Mike. I think you're absolutely right. It's a broadening scope um, as time has gone on. Sabhajit, is that your experience as well? What are your thoughts on, you know, what service management truly is?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, basically, Mark has spoken most of uh, Muhammad's mind that he wanted to know about, I guess. Uh, I would say service today, as we see as creating value, and value is what the customer is assuming or the perception of the customer. So it's service management has changed. And when we talk about it earlier, now we see what comes under. So if it is talking about value, it is about the value that is generated. So it is from end to end, it's not only IT, it's not only the product, not only the service, but everything that goes inside to make it happen for the customer. And we know that uh, management is uh, managing men you know, uh, effectively. Well, not actually the answer. But if we think it that way, so service management is managing service effectively so that the customer is ever happy.
0: Okay. Thank you very much indeed. You're quite right. Uh, Both. Thank you. And Mohammed. I do hope that that gives you, you know, that kind of feeling, I guess, you know, from from my perspective, uh, I also feel, uh, perhaps this is a related question, that what good looks like in service management is evolving almost as fast as the discipline itself. So people's expectations now are very different to what they were, you know, and the, you know, 20 years ago, it might have been fail and fix was enough, and then you had to start to move towards kind of predict and prevent, and then from there and so on and so on and so on. So I think people's expectations of what good service management is do evolve and sometimes they're a little bit of ahead of where we are able to deliver as an organisation and that is a great place to be if you are an innovator and you're able to make a significant difference to the value that your organisation delivers. So thank you for the question, Mohammed. Great question for us and we might come back to it um, a little bit more later on. In the meantime, um, the questions are stacking up. Charlotte, let's take our next question for the (laughs) panel.
6: Thanks, Nick. Our next question is from Maria Theresa Mills, and Maria asks, with AI development, what would you recommend for project managers to increase their knowledge and mitigate risk of being left behind by these great leaps in technology?
0: Okay. Well, um, Maria, if I may, I might extend that question even beyond project managers. Two other managers have different disciplines. How do we keep pace with this rate of change? Um, A few weeks ago, I was reading that people were so excited by the large language models that they were themselves being consumed by it. And everybody was thinking, how are we going to adopt this technology and then over the last few weeks, people have kind of settled down a little bit more and it's become you know perhaps a little bit more you know familiar to them as to how they might work with it. What are our thoughts panel on how we might keep ourselves up to date and particularly if we're in a management discipline, either project management or service management roles? Stefan, your thoughts So
3: well, first of all, um, there, there is no myth behind it. I mean, if we, if you're using AI, then it is, it's technology. It's, it's using big data big time. So we're having a lot of statistics, a lot of mathematics in there, and it's a great help. And everybody who tried to probably find a way of gathering information faster or better or more precisely. And then this is where I usually make a full stop. Um, because if it comes to decision making, I rather have decisions being prepared effectively and efficiently, and then trying to make these decisions myself. Uh, not just not well. Maybe I'm too old. Maybe I'm too old-fashioned. But I think it's a great tool, and I would see, I would like to see uh, artificial intelligence as a tool, and not as anything that replaces things. It can be. Great stuff for automation, and that's in particular important in service management to automate things. I think Mike touched on that a little bit earlier, in in, in help desk and first level support. Um, but what I would recommend: use it. Don't be afraid to use it, managers, um, and make 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 yourself sure you're still in charge. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Yeah.
2: Don't be
0: don't be too afraid. You know, start exploring it yourself. That's great advice. Keep your keep that curiosity, you know, going and embrace it and you know, think about how you might incorporate it into your decision making cycle. Uh Mike, your thoughts, then we'll go to Mart.
1: Yeah, I deal with a lot of uh college students, as you know, with internship programs and workforce development and whatnot. And um these folks are coming out, these young men and women are coming out and uh, having a pretty good understanding of AI. Um, they're playing with it. They're using it. They're writing music with it. They're writing some of their papers with it. <laughs> Maybe they shouldn't be, <laughs> but you know, the truth is uh, as, as professionals and, and IT service management, cybersecurity, some of these higher ends, uh, we have to stay on top of it. Uh, we absolutely have to stay on top of it. And as a, as a manager, as a program manager, project manager, uh, team lead, we've got to know the lingo uh, because these young resources or young individuals are coming out, uh, spouting a lot about it and and using it effectively. And, you know, I know some folks have a fear of AI and some folks, are, you know, jump in full board. In my opinion, AI is like anything new that comes out. There's, uh, you know, used Properly, professionally, and with integrity, uh, it becomes a great uh, tool to use and and benefit and and improve efficiencies and effectiveness. Uh, In the wrong hands, it becomes uh, tragic and uh, a pretty big problem. So uh, as far as risk management goes, understanding what you're using it for, and as has already been mentioned, um, you know, trust but verify, if I could say it a different way, trust but verify but verify. So you you don't want it to replace, you want it to enhance and help uh, your efficiencies, not take everything for uh, gospel.
0: Absolutely. Trust, but verify. That's a great phrase for you. Excellent. Thank you so much, Mike. Uh, Mart, your thoughts on this? How do we keep our knowledge up and mitigate the risk of, quite frankly, becoming obsolete?
5: I'll definitely use AI, but like Mike said, uh, trust, but verifying. I mean, I've already experienced too many examples where um, you know the data that uh, AI is based on is only as good as, uh, as the data itself. I mean, there's, for example, LinkedIn is creating pages these days based on uh, what uh, AI is doing for them and then what's being produced. I'm not saying everything is wrong, but certain pieces are definitely incorrect when it's about the information that is produced based on, you know, having the wrong data, in essence. Um, Google now allows websites to be excluded from its AI capabilities. Uh, so in other words, if you don't want to have your information included, then you may be missing out on some vital vital information that was produced uh, through AI. In other words, be very mindful, be very careful. Um, don't rely 100% on what AI is producing for you. Um, so that would be... Maybe not the best way to mitigate risk, but well, use it, but then indeed make sure that you also verify what was produced. Is it actually factually uh, true? Because um, there's a, enough evidence already that it's not the case. Thank you
0: very much indeed. It's um, uh, it, I wouldn't describe it as a minefield because I, I think that it's known, you know, what the risks actually are. And, you know, if we keep on top of those risks, then we're managing and mitigating those for our colleagues. One thing to consider is um, what you put in to the... Um, large language model engines is highly influential over what it is that you get back out. So there is a language to learn here in the form of prompts and the syntax to use, the, if you like, the grammar that the large language model is looking to the human being to be able to provide. And that is true if you're using a generative AI model for imagery, um, like Midjourney, which is a fabulous resource to be able to explore and use and understand how humans are interfacing to, um, to generative AI. Or if you're using text-based ones, um, rather like uh, the others that we have spoken about um, previously, and you know things like BARD and so on, which are coming more and more up the charts for people to be able to have access to and use. Very good. Um, I think what we'll do is we might look for, the social team are busy at the moment looking for some of the prompts that they might post into the chat. Let's see who is over in the, in the chat today. Ezekiel joins us from Singapore. So, um, Savageit, you have one of your neighbours. Uh, at least relatively close by, uh, in the form of Ezekiel watching today. So thank you for joining from the same time zone, Ezekiel. And uh, Maria uh, <laughs> Theresa is uh, joining from West Yorkshire, God's own country in the United Kingdom. Thank you very much indeed, uh, Maria Teresa, And uh, Bina rejoins again from Bradford, um, a regular viewer, I think. Bina, I've seen you in the chat previously. So thank you for joining us um, today online great to have you as part of the team don't forget you can put in your questions into the chat directly and the social team will pick them up and bring them to the panel and also we're genuinely interested in the conversation we learn from you as much as we learn from each other and also um, the audience from the panel. So please do give us your thoughts on the questions in the chat as we go through the show. Next question, please, then Charlotte, Let's get fastest finger first on those keyboards, everybody. Let's see what our thoughts are in the social chat and our thoughts from the panel.
7: Thanks, Nick. We've got a live question from Peter in Boston. I'm rather new to service management. It seems that many have gone before me making a career in service management. What do you recommend to make a breakthrough?
0: All right. So being new to service management is actually refreshing. Um, Many of us have had quite long careers in it. Um, Why don't you start us off, Sabajit, and then we'll go to Stefan.
2: hi peter uh, interesting question that you have put here uh, in here and it says that you seem that it many have gone uh, before me and career yeah people have been in the service management career for long it's not a new thing but what is happening as i just mentioned earlier is that it has moved from just strictly process oriented or some uh, you know flow workflow oriented to a more of a customer need or a value generation orientation. So anyone who has, is able to click onto that value generation proposition, they will have a good breakthrough. It doesn't matter whether you're in IT, whether you are in a product, whether you are in management, whether you're in finance, whether you are in any, any function area. What matters is if you know what is value to customers and not only the external customers your internal stakeholders as well, then you will get that breakthrough, and you will you know reach your customers faster, better, and cheaper
0: okay, all right, thank you very much indeed
2: um Sarbajit for
0: that uh, clear thinking and um, Stefan, your thoughts on this one
3: um uh, you know how would how would you kind of go about this, the, Peter? There's one recommendation I would like to give you: have a look into XLA's. An XLA is the opposite—not the opposite, but it's the extension of an of an SLA. Usually, to gain service satisfaction or or service at all, you would have a service level agreement. It's not the the first step when you go into service management, but it's one you want to achieve, to be a service level manager. But the point here is what we've seen over the years, you, that service managers have achieved all their goals, everything, um, reaction time on calls and first level support and everything, and still customers not, are not happy. XLA's are trying to overcome that burden, and find out about the sentiment. What is it that really makes a customer happy? Um, So it has to do with how you define the service, how you you, um, define or or find out about what is it that needs to be done also internally, because always two sides. One is the customer facing side, the other one is what needs to be organized. That's what service management's all about. But as says, said earlier, make a customer happy you have to know what makes them happy and i think if you look into that and that's that's the buzzword xlas have a look into this one yeah it's such an important um
0: evolution i would say to the world of service management okay to go beyond that and um what was being highlighted on the panel much earlier on was to think about the value being you know, perceived by the consumer, not by the provider. And that experience-level agreement, that's what XLA is standing for rather than service-level agreement, should in theory avoid any service professional going back and saying, I know I've not answered you, but I'm still within my SLA. <laughs> you know? How many times have we ever been frustrated by that, you know, as the end customer, right? Or, you know, oh, thank you very much, Mr. Customer, but all we're right. going to charge you much more for that because that's outside our SLA, you know, this, these kinds of things. And all that you want is, is the ex, you know, your experience to be better, you know. And um, it's like, okay, the dashboard, Mr. Supplier, on your end mm-hmm. may be green, but I can assure you that's the outside of the watermelon if you cut deep beyond the skin of it, you're going to come across, you know, bright red, as is the interior of the watermelon. Okay, very good. So um uh Mike, your kind of thoughts on this concept of the XLA being that, you know, kind of next step if you like, or um for Peter, you know, his thoughts on how could he make a breakthrough?
1: Well, you know, Nick, I'm just gonna comment on what you said or expand a little bit on what you said very simply you know, what has, what has IT service management always been? And if, if I'm having a conversation with somebody about ITIL and we're talking, to, you know, we can talk about all the different areas of ITIL, we can talk about racy matrices and, you know, we could go on and on. But if we had to boil it down to something very, very simple, what would it be? Rhetorical question. My response, let's do better today than we did yesterday. And if we go in with that mindset, let's just do better today than we did yesterday, uh, you know, we can we can meet all our SLAs, we can meet our OLAs, we can have everything lined up numerically and have a customer that doesn't want to do business with us because we haven't met the XLA. Let's just do better today right. than we did yesterday and we'll have, have happy customers.
0: Indeed. Thank you so much, indeed. I appreciate
1: that. Thank you, Mike. Uh,
0: Let's move on, I think, as time is kind of working against us a little bit. Um, Charlotte, let's pick up the pace. We'll take our next question, please.
7: Thanks, Nick. Um, The next question is from one of our live viewers, Brian Hesler. Are all of Drucker's principles still relevant today in ITSMM? put my teeth in. Specifically, I'm thinking of MBO.
0: Okay. All right. Well, um, Drucker's principles in the world of service management panel are they all still uh, relevant um, today? I think the nice thing about principles is that generally they do stand up to the test of time, in the sense that they're not a fad. You know, they might start off as a theory, but if you if you if you really think about principles themselves, they generally, you know, are actually quite. Substantive. Um, Mart, what are your thoughts on Drucker's principles?
5: A simple yes. Um, you know, we can leave it at that, Brian. Uh, I would... Uh, service management is such broad uh, field of uh, expertise. Uh, it touches on so many things if you uh, take a close look at it. Uh, I would certainly... Um, say yes i can talk to any of these principles and talk it into a ser- and give it a service management spin um so i wouldn't um you know well first off like like you said Nick, uh, principles are there and they uh survive the times and um service management uh will do the same uh, in other words the combining the two uh, is, is definitely not a stretch so yes
0: yeah. um, Thank you very much indeed, Sabajit. Your thoughts on, you know, are they still relevant from, you know, from the first through to the last? You know, I, I, I mean, the one that haunts me, I suppose, a little bit is one, you know, what gets measured gets managed. So from that point of view, if you can't measure something, how do you actually manage it? And that features a great deal, doesn't it, in service management, being able to measure what's going on.
2: Well, absolutely true. And uh, Brian, this is a wonderful question. Now, as we know, if you cannot measure, you cannot think of anything. Even if we cannot measure time, we won't know when to start and when to end this session, this program and how long we need to continue, right? So we need to measure everything and we do that in every step of our life. So what Draka mentioned, as the father and i would say the grandfather of uh, the management is true and relevant even today i can talk about one more thing is where we have been talking about a few times which is you know which is culture its strategy for breakfast you know it seems very funny but it is true the organization culture are so important to for our organization to understand and taken care of that whatever strategy you do will not work. Now you talked about MBO, which is management by objective. Of course, anything, even today's death, when we talked about just now about understanding what makes customers happy. Now that should be our objective, that what we should do is not what we think, that is not the objective. The objective is what the customer thinks. And we are looking into it today more than if our process objectives are fulfilled or not. So management objective is not irrelevant. It still stands firm. Only the way we look at it and how what we measure has changed in there.
0: Thank you, Brian. Thank you. Thank you very much, indeed. Thank you, Sabajit. Thank you, Mark. So let's move on, if we can. Great question. Thank you, Brian. Uh, We really appreciate that. Oh, Nirmalan, you wanted to add something.
4: Uh, Yeah, I just want to add uh, a few points. Uh, What is the moment that you talk about measurement? Uh, We need to have a clear definition. When the definitions have uh, issues or when the definitions are vague, uh, measurements will have deviation. And when you have this kind of a situation, achieving your objectives also will have a lot of uh, issues. Now, achieving objectives uh, doesn't happen in its own, like you need to have this critical success factors uh, given to them in succeeding in that space.
0: Absolutely right. Thank you so much, indeed. And it was it was a real clarity, wasn't it, in that thought? You know, if you're vague about what it is that you're, what the measurement actually is, you'll get a greater variation in that measurement happening. So do try and improve that precision on the things that really matter you know, to your organisation and get that done. Excellent. Thank you very much indeed, panel. I think we're going to have to hurry. Um, Let's take our next live question, if we can, Charlotte.
7: Um, You can, Nick. We've got a live question and I want to apologise for the surname pronunciation. AJ Ramakaradon. can you please tell me what is the specific course, courses that is being offered by APMG for service management?
0: All right. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, AJ. Um, Stefan, let's hear from you first and then we'll go to Mart.
3: Yeah. First of all, uh, AJ, APMG themselves are not offering courses. We do this through our training organizations. And the other hand up is from Mart, who is one of our accredited training organizations. But what we're offering are schemes. And uh, for service management in particular, it is FITSM, which has initially been developed by the European Commission as a federated service management approach. And we're offering OpenSM, which has been developed by a conglomerate of several organizations, all of them being tired of the full commercial model of ITIL as it is today. Uh, so they found there's much more input, much more coming from the market than any kind of paid um, um, authors uh, to to like I mean I said about probably talked about the blueprint earlier and which I don't like in this context, so that's why APMG, APMG is offering in particular these two, and there are other flavors who are very related to it, but these are the main ones. Okay, thank you very much indeed
0: um March, your thoughts on specific courses um, available for people who want to get into service management?
5: um thank you nick and uh indeed uh, the s- courses mentioned are the same that i was going to mention and indeed uh, apmg provides the um, yeah, the scheme and the certification exams for that the one i'd like to uh, put in the spotlight is certainly FitSM. um so if uh you're, you're looking for one in particular i would definitely go for that scheme it's uh one that um, has taken a lot of complexity out of uh, service management and it's, uh, it's lightweight. In other words, uh, you get fast to your, where you want to, uh, want to be as an individual, as an organization. Um, so that one I can highly, highly recommend. Uh, plus, you know, if you go to the uh, fitness.eu website, you can basically download the whole standard and all its uh, components at no charge. Uh, They even have a self-assessment, FITSM-6, to get a feeling as far as where you are at at this moment with your service management knowledge, your practices. Um, In other words, uh, highly recommend to focus on that one and go the certification route to get your credentials. Okay, thank you
0: very much indeed, Um, Martin. That's great advice, isn't it? I didn't know that you could do that. It's because it was a European Union-funded initiative, so it makes sense that it will be available, you know, free of charge for you to be able to dip into and to learn from. So that's really great. So thank you for that. Um, Charlotte, I think we've got time. And, and, oh, and AJ, I I hope that that um, has helped uh, give you some thoughts okay, as to where you might like to head next and look up some of the uh, course outlines and the curricula and so on for you to study for your next um, chapter in your career. Charlotte, I think we've got time for one more question. If we can fit that one into the panel, please.
7: Thanks, Nick. We've got a live question. Thanks, Adi, for submitting this into Slido. They ask: I do not work in IT, but head a procurement and contract management service. Which training would you recommend for better service delivery? ITIL four or other?
0: All right. Well, um, I'm going to leave the initial answers here to the consultants on the panel, doing this day in, day out. Mart, what are your thoughts for somebody who's in procurement, contract management?
5: Where should they really begin? I'm going to build on my previous answer. Um, I've had the pleasure of helping organizations benefiting from FitSM and not only uh, IT organizations, but also organizations in uh, areas such such as um, uh, procurement, uh, HR, um, financial uh, management. Uh, in other words, uh, other parts of organizations that also provide services, deliver services, benefiting from uh, the FITSM uh, standards. And yes, FITSM does uh, mention the word IT, but it's, it's so easy to strip out that word and say, you know what, uh, every... Everyone provides services and can benefit from quality services and has components of services to manage and has customer experience uh, to manage and has service integrations of uh, federations to manage. In other words, it's not a stretch to um, apply FITSM also in those, uh, those areas. So I would again go back to FITSM, go to the website, download stuff for free. Start doing your self assessments and uh, get educated, and start start applying it.
0: Thank you very much, Adi. Thanks, um, Mart. Uh, let's go next then to um, uh, Sarpajit, please, um, if we can, and then we'll hear from Stefan.
2: Yeah, thank you, Adi, Natalie, for the question. Now, as uh, yeah, we spoke earlier that. You know, whatever you work for in whichever functionary of an organization, you are adding value to the final outcome of the organization, which is the value generated through the product or the services which is brought to the customer at the end of the day. Right? If that be true, you are doing procurement and contract, which is also a very important part of service management by itself. Um, I have no point in saying that do not think yourself as you are not in service management, you are in service management, because these are very two key important things about procurement and contract by which we can engage with our customers, which our vendors, suppliers, and partners as we call them more today. And if you go and look into today's, uh, There are a few others like business relationship management and other things that talk about the same thing, so that what the point is, you are on the right track. If you want to get some small foundation course to be done, you can get it done so that you are aware of the jargons used in the other part of the organizations in this value chain, right? So please go ahead, orient yourself and start where you are. And
0: focus on value. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Stefan and then Nermelan.
3: Make this very short. <clears throat> you might think about skipping Idle 4 or any other of those and go directly into BRM, in particular to the BRM professional, like uh, Sabujit has mentioned.
0: Yeah, thank you. That's that's really good advice, especially if you're writing the questions and constructing the procurement side of it. It's a really, really good, insightful um, uh, thought. Thank you very much, indeed, Stefan. No, your thoughts, and then we'll hear from Mike. Uh,
4: yeah, um, I would say like you can start off with ITIL v3 or v4, whichever it is, uh, because that can give you a uh, good context of what and how the procurement is going to get uh, integrated into the organization and the subsequent requirement of service level uh, achievements. So this uh, can be a good start, but uh, you can still go into business relationship management. Uh, You have two forms, you can go for BRMI or you can look at ITIL-BRM. Then again, sourcing and governance, which is again offered by ap Uh, You can look at SIAM, multi vendor procurementing, multi vendor management. Uh, You can get a good knowledge out of that.
0: Thank you so much, Nemelin. Mike, uh, final thoughts on this?
1: Yeah, with my uh, involvement with the DVMS Institute and the CPD model, create, protect, and deliver digital business value, we've talked a lot about value. I'd be remiss without Mm -hmm. bringing that up. So let me encourage the audience to. Uh, join one of the APMG uh, Level Up programs, how to become a NIST cybersecurity professional, especially talking with procurement and contract folks. uh, I just feel strongly they need to know that that's out there and available.
0: It's a really important part of it, isn't it? Because, you know, how we're defining what we're buying, how we're managing the delivery of those services into enterprise organizations, Is such a critical role. And what a lovely question um, for to bring all of the golden threads of the fabric of today's show together around service management, wherever you are in your career, if you're just starting out, if you're mid-career, if you're working as an individual contributor or you're leading a team and. You may even be in the C-suite trying to wrestle with where do I go next, you know? Um, some fantastic insight from the panel today. So let's move around to our reflections on today. We're going to have to be super quick, panel, so I'm going to limit you to kind of one or two sentences each. Stefan, start us off, and then we'll go to Mart.
3: Thanks, Nick. It was a great show. Like I was afraid of not enough time to uh, to fly to all these questions but thanks to the panelists thanks to the to the audience for joining in thank you very much indeed martin then
0: mike
5: to finish up this episode about breaking through in service management um a quote from theodore roosevelt who once said nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care
0: Hmm. <laughs> fantastic thank you very much uh mike and then sabajit
1: thanks nick as as always i so appreciate being part of this enjoy the discussion have learned a lot uh encourage the attendees to connect with the panelists on linkedin uh, so we can continue to share our thoughts and ideas together collaboration is key in the, in the areas that we're all in
0: Such an important invitation to make. And Brian, you're online as well. And, you know, just showing that bullet point up on screen at the moment. Thank you for your contribution. Thank you for your comment. You know, we're learning from each other throughout. So please do link up with any of us. All of our LinkedIn bios are actually on the APMG International Events page for today's event. So just click through to that and find us. Sabajit, your thoughts on today, and then Nemelin.
2: Well, as uh, always, the the question which has come from the live participants and even the question which spot um, noted earlier in Slido, very interesting ones and some were really challenging, and it helped us to bring the best in ourselves and to hit the spot. And I would also like to follow, you know, the same path as uh, Mark talks about, so Bill Gates said, I mean many times we do that, that your most unhappy customers are the greatest source of your learning, because they mm. allow us to do better
0: Thank you, thank you very much indeed, uh, Neverlyn your thoughts, and then we'll go to Charlotte
4: Yeah uh, I wish there is more time to answer the other questions as well <laughs> Pleasure being here I uh, wish all the participants like you go through these and continue to learn, continue to update, and keep up with the pace of the ITSM. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much. And good inspirational um, thought for us all to keep up to date. Charlotte, your reflections on today's event, Fast and Furious.
7: Definitely Fast and Furious and lots of questions and some great varied questions. Just to say thank you to our viewers for submitting all your live questions. We can't run these shows, these live streams without you because we are a question and answer community at APMG Level Up. Have a good weekend, everybody.
0: Okay, thank you very much indeed. Couldn't echo that more strongly. To thank our producers online and on their behalf, panel, thank you very much indeed for your excellent job today in racking your brains to answer real questions in real time. We really do appreciate it. So um, now then, well done, um, everybody, as we drift to carry on that metaphor of the fast and the furious towards the weekend. Over on the APMG website, you can search for the answers to previously asked questions. There's more than 2,000 of them to pick from. And you can type in some keywords into that and you know find real answers to your questions as well. And it'll connect you with experts from all over the world. Don't forget, you can listen to the audio versions of every show on your preferred Podcast platform. Um, Do just search for APMG International and level up your career, and you'll find us easily enough. Coming up next week on Monday the 8th, we explore how to deliver double the value in half of the time. A must join episode for everybody who is involved in projects and programs. Um, There's an opportunity actually mid next week to join a webinar looking at how to tackle high failure rates with design thinking. Um, that's on Wednesday the 11th. And that really does set the scene for the end of the week, which is where we dive into design thinking a little bit further, um, looking at how innovation is driven by design thinking and what better outcomes do look like from that methodology. Sign up, of course, and we'll send you a personal summary of what's coming up and how you two can join us here on the panel and level up your career with APMG. Thanks very much, everybody. Have a great weekend when it arrives for you. Bye-bye now.